Right. Well, hello and welcome to episode 30 of The Card Show. I can't believe we're here and I'm very delighted to say I have a good friend, also a good friend of the channel, back and a first returning guest as well, by the way. Um, I won't, I won't pick his ego up too much and talk about the well, his, his Instagram, his, his whatnot breaking, his card show hosting and all the other great things he does. So we'll just get straight into it. It's Rain City, the main man, fellow Mank. Thank you. you. Thanks for having me back, mate. You finally defrosted me, allowed me to <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, so you know how to be done. Chewing the fat with you once again. Of course, of course, of course. I mean, as it is the new year, let's uh, let's get into sort of last year, really, because you know we've not spoke for a while. Not obviously, I've not been in the pod for a few months. So, how did you find twenty twenty three as a card collector? Well, it's actually July 2023 since I was last on the card show pod. Good there to go. So, I mean, we, we talk on a regular basis as friends, so I'm really lucky to count you as a really good friend via the hobby. Same, same, a same, lot, same. A lot has happened in those, you know, five and a half months or so since we last had a conversation on the podcast. I think in terms of a card collector, Comparing myself to July 2023, Ben, a.k.a. Rainy, I've become massively frugal with what I collect now. So I've massively downsized in terms of what baseball cards I collect, you know, what soccer I collect. You know, the, you know I'm Rooney Bargy through and through now. Gone under days hey. collecting, you know, a couple of United players. Um, so, yeah, focusing on Rooney Bargey, I sort of hope on a personal level, um, you know, when it looks at investing and just enjoying collecting that he doesn't have a move in the January transfer window. But for in terms of card collecting, I've just massively downsized. I am more frugal, um, a lot more conscious about where I spend my money. I've come away from investing pretty much i just want to enjoy the hobby you, you will yeah. be aware of what my intentions are about just um doing it just to get a lot of enjoyment out of it put a smile on my face so yeah, yeah. I've, I've, in terms of card collecting 2023 i went from collecting all sorts of different things you know i completed the base set for disney lacana thinking that it would wow. give me a high level of satisfaction it gave me none whatsoever. So I got rid of it and I got rid of it for quite a low price. But yeah. I think the hobby is about just, you know, look, looking at the more exciting aspects of it, connecting with one another and building friendships. I've not got nowhere near as much focus about investment, about, you know, the pound size. That That's not what I'm about at the moment. So, Going from 2023 to 2024, it is literally collecting the players that I thoroughly enjoy watching, you know, whether it's soccer or baseball. Nice. Are you uh, still collecting in the comics as well, or are that kind of same frugal with that as well? A little bit more frugal. I've completely come away from collecting Deadpool, you know, even the likes of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, that's more of the nostalgic um, effects for me. Absolutely yeah. love those Ninja Turtles. Mm -hmm. So I've gone from that and I'm, I'm just collecting the more uh, 
issues, in particular Invincible. I don't know if you nice. have been through the Amazon series Invincible. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Absolutely spectacular. So I've picked up a few juicy variants of Invincible comics. But again, you know, being more frugal, I don't want to put too much pressure on me. Being a collector, I, I just want to enjoy enjoy the ride. And that's what 2024 is all about. Enjoying the ride and enjoy it with other people who are like-minded. Yeah, I, th- I think that's like a massive like key for anyone listening and who is a collector. Like, enjoy this hobby. You know, there's, you know, that's, you couldn't say it better. Really, like, there's a lot of, shouldn't say stress, but a lot of uh, times when it gets tough because the investment side of things and you get bogged down a lot of things. And it's good that you've come to that stage where you're more frugal. You're enjoying a hobby and collecting what you want to collect and what you enjoy and what's going to bring you happiness. Exactly. It's all about happiness. It's about being content, and it's massively unfortunate that we have lost some really good people in the hobby and it ultimately boils down to money finances you know people come into it not necessarily for the wrong reasons but if you're coming into a hobby to try and make money and that is your initial approach to card collecting i I just think it's going to end up in tears and if it doesn't end up in tears you're just going to be completely dissatisfied with card collecting yeah definitely 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 how how do you compare 2022 sort of rainy to 2023 rainy and how do you think that will change in 2024 my goodness what an absolute journey um bob was a absolute advocate and fan of the hobby but also on a personal level, it's been massively enlightening. Um, I won't go into detail from a personal aspect, but 2022, I'd only returned to the hobby for around 14 to 16 months. And prior to that, we didn't call it the hobby. It was, you know, very Mm. early match attacks, collecting football stickers. Um, A lot of those football stickers and football, you know, those Premier League books were... You just get rid of them. You just throw them in the bin. You know, you move house. Right. You think, I'm not going. I've not looked at these books or stickers for a long, long time. So I'll get rid of them. So going from 2022 to 2023, rainy. I, I just collected everything and anything. You know, getting involved in absolutely all different types of breaks. You know, whether it's NFL, soccer, TCG. It didn't matter what TCG it was. 2022. Rainy was all about Dragon Ball. I absolutely loved Dragon Ball as a kid, and I absolutely loved collecting Dragon Ball Super Card Game, SCR hunting, SCR hunting. So, yeah, that's that's really rare. I think um, an SCR card falls one per case on average. So I was going mental with that. 2023 Rainy was just ultimately discovering where my place was in the hobby. Um, you know, setting up a card. Yeah which you know, again that was enlightening entertaining i discovered a hell of a lot sorry a hell of a lot about myself and other people i discovered um some fantastic friendships as well during 2023 so it was more solidifying myself as part of the community and 2024 is just more of the same but just being more basic just putting no pressure on myself whatsoever and yeah, I can't. I can't really say much more than that. I, I don't want twenty twenty four to be complicated for myself as a card collector. 
And that's what I say to everybody else who's new new to collecting cards and being part of the community. Don't overcomplicate the reasons why we do this. We do this because we enjoy those little pieces of cardboard. Don't let anybody else influence yourself, influence you and tell you what to collect. Collect what the hell you like. You know, and it's like as a parent myself, I would never put pressure on my own children just to say, this is what you should be invested in. This is what you yeah. should buy. This is what you should collect. You know, you know, we, as children, and I think that's part of the nostalgia being an adult is it reminds us of our childhood. So, you know, children collect all sorts of different things. You know, it's little figurines, Barbie dolls, um, football shirts, you know, and fo- football stickers. And that's why we enjoy what we do. So, yeah, just I just don't want to overcomplicate things. I want to abs- have an absolutely fucking wicked time during 2024. And I want to enjoy it with other people as well. Nice. And I think we'll yeah, sort of touch on that with the... Now you're sort of doing your first ever like soccer only sort of card show. Is that sort of gone back to nostalgia of you know, the shirts and Merlin books and, and that sort of stuff? Has that really been something you want to do deep down or is it just something that's a demand thing? I wouldn't necessarily say it's um, a demand thing. What I have found though from the first Manchester card convention in March 2023 to the third Manchester card convention in August, it, there has been a lot more soccer collectors turning up a lot more people asking are you going to have more soccer vendors at the next manchester card convention so the demand is there it's, it's ultimately an yeah. idea we, we all like, from the moment our feet hit the ground when we get out of bed to when we put our feet up at the end of the night to go to sleep you know we're constantly thinking about ideas and it's just about having an idea that's worth and executing and that's what I thought with the Manchester card convention and that on transition into the soccer card convention I just think it's an idea worth sharing <clears throat> you know having people under the same roof there for the same reason which is they absolutely adore football or soccer to our friends stateside you know whether it's football there's football cards football shirts memorabilia prints frames I just want it all under one roof. The the demand is there and it's not necessarily about being a numbers game. You know, the soccer card convention is going to be a lot more focused and, you know, there's not going to be any Pokemon there. There's not going to be any sports. So the footfall is not going to be massive compared to the MCC. But if it is, you know what, that, that just shows it's a massive success. But for me, it's important to know that as a card show organiser, you don't just measure success on the um, you know isolated number of people who walk through the door. You don't measure success yeah. on how many people walk through the door. I've been really fortunate that there has been a massive amount of support for the MCC thus far, and I'm really grateful. Of the gratitude levels are just going through the roof. Um, you know, and I want to I want to see more of that for the so- soccer card convention, and just see people enjoy themselves. That's nice. That's nice. Do you think it's also a bit of a sort of subconscious like transfer for you of moving sort of away from baseball collecting now back into soccer collecting again, of nostalgia as a kid? Do you think it's 
sort of you going back to sort of your roots, which is collecting? There is that. Although I am being really frugal with what I collect in terms of baseball and soccer, it's always the nostalgia. You know, when you cast your mind back as a child, the usual icebreaker in the playground is talking about what football team you support or the football team you've been told to support, usually by your dad or family member. Um, you know, because children do t- change the um, team that they do support. Um, but it's, it, it is that nostalgic um, impact that it has. You know, it casts me mind back when I was younger. Uh, you know, it's something that adults and children enjoy alike. And you do see that at card shows. You see, you know, not just dads, but mums, older siblings taking younger children to card shows. And you see that those adults have got as much excitement on their faces the child that they brought to the show with them. So, yeah, it's, it's more about that. The, the no, nostalgia keeps us going, doesn't it? Let's be real. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I think it's going to be good to go somewhere and see, like I said, not just uh, sports cars, but also the memorabilia side of it, the, the shirts, you know, that it's going to bring back that nostalgia factor tenfold, really will do. Yeah, definitely. What I will say, I've, I've got to say it on record, but football shirts 101, they are absolutely rinsing me. And again, it's that nostalgia. They've got some wonderful shirts, you know, in stock. And that's what it's all about. You know, you know, for me, it's like looking back and I'm sure that you've got three different football shirts that you either had as a child or you would love to have as an adult. You know, for me, it's all about those Serie A mid-90s to late-90s football shirts. You know, the Kappa Juventus the Puma um, Lazio shirt from 98-99 under one Syria and even like the Palermo shirt it's just something about that pink it just sticks out <laughs> like that. Yeah. We, didn't, we didn't get pink shirts back in the Premium days so it stood out massively it really did yeah 100% man yeah always for me it's always the Brazil Brazil with the cup jerseys always always yeah definitely 98 Brazil home shirt. Now, though, you know, there's always that controversy over exactly what happened in the World Cup final. Is he starting? Is he starting? But it's it's, it's even the older advertisements that 98 World Cup, it was was a Nike advert with them all playing. Yeah, in the airport. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was, uh, Top, 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 top days and days, tell you. Exactly, mate. But I'm, I'm, I'm more interested about what's in store for you in 2024, not just as a card collector, but, you know, um, what what will you measure success as being throughout the next Ooh. 11 and a half months? Ooh, that's a good question. Put me on the spot. I shouldn't be put on the spot on my own podcast. That's crazy. Uh, no. How do how how would I measure? It? I think I'd measure it by how happy I'm in the year. If I'm happy in the year, then it's been a good year. You know, happy and healthy, then it's been a good year. But more kind of one. Um, you know, it sounds really cliche, but you can't put a you you can't invest in anything better than your own health. You know, whether it's your emotional, physical, or mental health. And um, sometimes we do forget about that. And even something as simple as Collecting cards can have quite the profound impact on your health in general. 
You know, um, there's people who try to make a quick buck, people who lose a lot of money when it comes to buying cards, you know, whether it's through breaks, eBay, whatnot. You know, that kind of a massive, profound impact on your personal life. Um, all the way yeah. through to, you know, the beef that we do find in the hobby now and again. Both <laughs> of us have been involved in some form of beef over the years, being invested in the hobby. But, you know, I'm a firm believer in that you can't necessarily argue with stupid. You do you. That's what's important. Yeah, as long as you're not hurting other people, do you know what I mean? It's, as long as you're hurting people, then keep doing what you're doing. Just be happy in this hobby. That's what it is in the days of the hobby. You know? Definitely, mate. I do agree. Yeah. So how, how, how are you going to measure success then at the end of this year? What's going to be your sort of goal for 2024? It'd be a little bit lazy if I just said, yeah, I just want to be more happy. I'd just be taking a leaf out of your book. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's more of the same, just um, <laughs> having a simple approach to things. I, I, I want to invest in the friendships that have already been built within the hobby. Um, you know, and I would be lying if I didn't touch on the Manchester Card Convention. I want that to be a success, but success for me is just hearing people's stories, hearing that feedback, whether it's positive or not so positive, and seeing people walk away with a smile on the face. For me, that that's there's no bigger success in being able to share happiness with other people. Um, so yeah, I've actually I've actually trumped your answer there. You just said I just want to be happy. I want to be happy with everyone. That's what I want uh, to see this year. Yeah, uh, that's, that's 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 your success. Yeah, like. It's interesting to say about MCC being a success. So do you not see, obviously you've done three, but through your fourth, do you not see the first three as a success? Or do you, you know, where, how do you gauge that? Yeah, definitely. I do see them as successful. I've, I've always had the approach in life if I'm not enjoying something or others don't see the value in it, I would stop doing it before, you know, it was dead in the water, essentially. Um, as long as people are saying to me, I really enjoyed myself today, that that's just um, worth its weight in gold. Um, you know, it, it, it puts an absolute massive smile on my face. Um, but hearing it from vendors as well, I think it's sometimes forgotten that vendors are important when it comes to shows. You've got to ensure that they're enjoying it. Uh, but for me, you know, it's I just want people to enjoy themselves. We've got the fourth MCC coming up on the 27th of january and yeah i just i just want to see people walking up and down you know um conversing with each other you know kick-starting new friendships because it's, it's those community hubs which i see card shows as being where you start conversing with someone then you realize that you might have even been talking to that person on instagram or another form of social media for many months you know when you put a handle to the face which we like to say it's like, wow, you're that guy. Or, or they just might recognise you. Um, or you might get introduced to them through somebody that you have become familiar and friendly with in the hobby. That's what it's all about. It's about building a community. You know, it's it's not it's not about, um, you know, just ploughing out shows. You know, you, you know I'm very outspoken in regards to how many shows that we've got in the UK. It's great that there are more and more shows now. Um, but, you know, for me, you just need to ensure that the community is at the forefront of your mind um, when it comes to putting on shows. Do people want to 
have a card show every three months or so in some areas of the UK. That is an absolute necessity, um, especially where there's not as many card shows, you know, within a um, certain radius, you know, whether it's a 20 mile or 50 mile radius. Um, you know, I will say, you know, the London card show is an absolute hotbed of the hobby. It's a fantastic community event. It's going from strength to strength. And that is an absolute necessity that it is held every three months or so. You know, um, what Harry has done is absolutely fantastic. And I think everyone, you know, when it comes to organising or wanting to host a show, um, should look at what Harry's done. Not replicate that, but take a lot of influence from that and a lot of inspiration, which is what I've done and, you know, through other communities as well. But ultimately, um, you know, um, card shows are a community hub. No matter what anyone says, people might disagree with me. It's all about getting people together, like-minded people, under one roof, and an abs- having an absolute whale of a time. Yeah, I uh, 100% agree there. Yeah, I think there's, there can be a lot of people that come in, and like I said, you know, try to make a quick book, and people can come in and think, oh, how, how do you make money in, in cars? Okay, everyone's going to be a breaker, and all of a sudden all these breakers disappear, you know, because it's not a quick book. And then, you know, how else can I make money in this? Oh, it's run a card show. And it's, it's you know, it's, it's, they don't last. They just don't last. People who are in it for disingenuous reasons, they never last. So, yeah, you've got to yeah. put the hot in the community at the front. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I always try and put myself in the shoes of other people and ask myself that question, what do other people want? It's not about what I want. And this is something that I've always carried through with me for the last handful of years, you know, even prior to organising the Manchester Card Convention, when I was chairperson and founder at a couple of running clubs, it's not ever about me, it's not my, it was never my running club, it was the community's running club. So the question that I ask is like, what do you want to see? Not, this is what I, what my vision is, it's about everybody's vision being a collective it's about being a crew you know um and that that's that's important you know and that's what i see every time i go to a card show a majority of card shows is one enormous crew you know there's that ripple effect everyone is there for the same reason they love cards but in between those lines you love the friendships and relationships that you build along the way what i would love to see off the back of a card show though is the first marriage taking place, not at a card show, but two people I've met at a card show and gone on to get married. Uh, that that would be an absolutely Jesus story. That that's bound to happen. We are in early days in the UK, but that's what it's all about. I'll start a um, I'll start a new YouTube channel called Married at First Break. <laughs> yeah, yeah that one. Yeah. I like it. Right? One, yeah. Married I at like First Break. It. There we go. Like- yeah, again, I think card shows are doing the one. It's going to be a very interesting year this year for card shows. What's your thoughts? Also, being a host of one, on the amount of shows you are going to put on, how many shows do you think it's going to be around the country? Do you think it's a good thing, a bad thing, a positive, a negative? Your I think thoughts po- on this year's card show. Yeah, it is. It is a positive because it's showing that the hobby is growing. Does it warrant the number of card shows we've got in the UK? That is an open question 
that you would get multiple answers in response to. Um, it, it's, it's nice to see new card shows on the calendar. I, I'm always intrigued, you know, when you see a new location and it's like card, it's, it's like card show tourism. You don't just have to go to the event. You can make a weekend of it. You can make a day of it if you wish. So, you know, for example, the Scotland card show, um, I've not been to Jordan's show yet. I'm chewing at the bit to get there this summer and I will make sure that I go there. You know, um, lovely place, Edinburgh. I've only touched base in Edinburgh going back around 11, 12 years ago. So for me, it would all be about, it'd be about meeting like-minded people checking in with people that I've known for a long time now, as well as exploring the city and no doubt um, sampling some of the whiskey. Well, the problem is if you go to Edinburgh, you won't be at Karcher because this year's Karcher is in Glasgow. Oh, that's where I've gone wrong then, haven't I? Well, I can make that um, diversion anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the first one the first one was in Glasgow, oh. a yeah, small, small venue. The last one was in Edinburgh, a big venue, and this one's going back in Glasgow. Yeah, it's at the SEC. Well, that's um, an absolute clangor by me. But just to cover over those patches, I could just make that diversion to Edinburgh. You know, there's around um, an hour between them. Yeah. Uh, going back to my point of it being card show tourism, it's, it's the Scotland card show. Go to the card show Saturday, head out for a meal Saturday evening, Sunday, head over yeah. to wherever you wish to go. And well, um, so, yeah, head- so what's the one day as well? So. Just give you the whole weekend. If you go on a Friday night, for instance, your Friday night is in Glasgow, you do Glasgow Saturday show, then Saturday, you know, Friday, Saturday night you can go out elsewhere and, and said wake up Sunday in, in Edinburgh or Aberdeen, Inverness, where you want to wake up and, and crack on and explore something new. Yeah, definitely. And I, I found that with people coming to Manchester, that they've made a weekend of it. You know, we've had people who've travelled um, further afield from down south, um, had other people from a handful of other countries who have come to the Manchester Card Con and they've made a weekend of it. They stayed over for two, three nights. Um, you know, they've asked me for recommendations about where to go in Manchester. And me thinking outside of the box, not thinking just visit Old Trafford. I, I would never mention other that serves Manchester. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it, let, let's be real. If it were five years ago, I would, I would have said definitely visit Old Trafford. There's not as much silverware to have a look at the Etihad, but um, you're slowly but surely catching up. So that is a concern for the red side of Manchester. Not necessarily. It's a nice, nice five trophies at the moment, just sitting there on, on display, isn't it? Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Champions, Borderland and all the world. Um, yeah, exactly. but you asked me for recommendations. So that that's re- really healthy. It just shows that people are invested in wanting to come to the show, what they want to actually discover more about the city and it's sometimes forgotten that there is a rich history when it comes to Manchester and you know even Greater Manchester itself there's 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 so much history there's a hell of a lot of culture the best thing that I love about Manchester Cardcon is the amount of diversity that walks through the doors and it truly does represent not just the card community it represents Greater Manchester you know, getting people from all different backgrounds, you know, different um, religions, races, and that that's that's something wonderful to see. It's really representative of um, Greater Manchester it, itself, and long may it continue and prevail. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely sure it will. Uh, you know, you've, uh, I think that's one of the, the plus sides for you running the show as well. It's 
you've built sort of a community from your Insta, your you know, you break as well. Uh, I, I, because people know you through that, the community rapport you've got with people, it then replicates in the shows that you do, and people will come from you know, like I said, around Europe to your show, and they want to experience, they want to experience a bit of you as well, and it's it ties in well. And like I said, with the tourism, I can echo that. You know, obviously you've done both of the Scotland card shows. You know, uh, Glasgow was was my first time, a long time being up there. Edinburgh was my first time ever going there. It's great to see the cities, get that bit of culture and, and experience it, and you know, it's yeah, it's it's, it's really is. It does add that a little bit more to the hobby as well. It makes it a little more than just a hobby. You know, it's it, it helps broaden a lot of horizons. That's yeah, it's second to none. It really is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what what I love about Scotland it is uh, absolutely beautiful country. It is I've been to Glasgow a few times. Um, been to Celtic Park. Um, I am a little bit of uh, well, I tell you, I've got more of a soft spot for Celtic. Um, it's been great exploring the city. It's been a long time since, uh, but that's something that I'd like to do this year. You know, whether I travel overseas to a card show, but I always try to take in a little bit of the local sport. Not necessarily soccer, but anything. You know, I've watched basketball when I've been around Europe. Um, even last time I went to place in Poland, Gdansk, and I actually took in some of the. Oh, actually, had flares going off in the stands, which was a bit of an unusual sight for a volleyball game around four or five thousand people watching it in an indoor arena but it's all about uh, making most of the weekend oh for sure for sure i mean i think you know i think i said this last year as well but it's going to be with the growth of the hobby just in the uk you see it sort of growing now especially journeys shows quite a lot and um uh, you know the nordic card show the swiss card show they'll see this club in france or paris and i think it's Lille. yeah it's Lille. Um, one that I would love yeah. to get. Yeah, so you see all these shows up around Europe now. Uh, you know, isn't it Bifa car show? I mean, can you imagine how great that's going to be? Tighten up your Bifa to go to a car show and back to the party. Um, I am quite... So I think that's going to be... I'm very impulsive, though, Ibiza. Um, I hope there's no shade or hate coming my way, but if I went to the Ibiza car show, I wouldn't be coming back to the UK. <laughs> yeah, it's... Too, too, I'm very impulsive, just too much temptation in Ibiza. I could be led astray. Oh, yeah. You could oh, be the what man. What sort of temptation? Yeah, what sort yeah. of temptation, eh? Temptation greets you like a... I'm a, good, I'm a good guy. Come on, I'm a good boy. Don't put that on me. Yeah, you can put, you can cast that out to a vote. See what hey, I spot. Hey, less of that. Less of that, I'm a, I'm a good guy. Come on. Don't, don't, well, you're the don't community... put me yeah. there. You are the reigning community champion. Don't don't dismiss yourself that way. Uh, I'll tell you what, no, I, I, uh, that's, it was a good year for me, I can't lie. Trench was a good year. You know, that was, that, was, that was a nice touch as well for, for people to vote, so I always appreciate that. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. you know. Well, right. what, what I want to know is that because, um, you know, we've both had, um, from a personal level, we've had a challenging years, and it's, it's quite normal um, to have challenges in life. But it's, it's just a question that I've got that I want to ask you. I, I think I think I need to be the host now, <laughs> asking you the questions. But, you know, with, with the conversations that we have as friends, um, we can resonate with, you know, the um, speed bumps that have come across the way in 2023 personally. But do you have a lot to thank the hobby for? You know, you like to think about 
if you weren't invested or part of the hobby community, do you think you would have found those personal challenges a lot more challenging? Would I found it? Uh, probably not. I just don't. Yeah, I don't think I'm wired up that way. I, I think, in a strange way, it sort of adds a little bit more stress as well, um, because you know it's been there was obviously a bit of a period where obviously stuff was going on in my personal life, and I couldn't get to certain shows that I'd obviously planned and booked and spoke to people about, and I wasn't going to them. So yeah. then you sort of feel like you're letting them people down. So then it's all like it's like that added, actual added burden now. Whereas when it's a personal problem, it's just you're going through it. It's, you can just, you know, you go through it, you go through the motions, you deal with everything else. You don't think about is it upsetting work or is it upsetting this. And also then now you've got this new community that you're sort of letting down, not showing up for. It's, it's yeah, it's kind of more of a burden. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't. I, I would say if uh, yeah, it help that? Yeah, I'm kind of quite a personal person as well. It's not the main people that tell you know what I'm going through to sort of feedback and get this sort of you know the, the ear to bend or whatever so it's yeah i wouldn't say I've, I've i've got to that stage yet of the hobby helped me a lot but yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah and that's 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 what i found you know um, you, you can put a lot of pressure on yourself when it literally is a hobby or an interest and um, but you do quickly find out that the friends that you make in the hobby you know you can lean on them for them to be an outlet for you to off offload or just have a fucking good time with you know just um being each other's company and it does make you think yeah there's 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 a lot that's worthwhile when it comes to collecting cards it's not just about the cards it's about you know um, mateship that's ultimately what it's about it's about mateship if that's an additional layer on top of collecting cards and um, I, I wouldn't say that you're lucky but you're lucky to have that. It just opens up um, more avenues for you being able to connect with people and, you know, in um, exchange, you get some fantastic friendships off the back of it. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, it's, it's kind of funny to remember one of the sort of, I won't say highlights, but one of sort of the, the best days was, you know, sort of me, you, or you and I, better English there, uh, you know, sad and all that. We you know we all, we all met up. You know, there was there was um, a few of us as well, and, we, and we'd met up. We had a drink outside of Manchester. We'd mixed into the car show, you know, out and food. And it's like, like I said, like if you didn't meet them friends, it would have just been another car show. Me just going to a car show, doing what I do, then going home. You meet friends, and all of a sudden, you, it's a day of it of just simple conversation and a bit of drinks. The weather was good for a change in Manchester for parts of it, you know, and, and it just adds that extra to it, doesn't it? You know, and it's yeah it's the sort of moments you, you cherish in life i suppose having a laugh a good time and you, you reminded me about that because I, I completely forgot about um, that day you know um not not that i'm dismissing those friendships but you know when, when i cast my mind back you know it's summertime um lovely day yeah not raining for once like you allude to but you know just spending time with like-minded people we collect little rectangular pieces of cardboard but there was very little conversation about buying or selling cards or you know yeah, what cards yeah. aim into having a pc um that's what it's all about you know and that, that's what i want to see more of in 2024 just um reinforcing and continuing to build those friendships this podcast is getting really deep man <laughs> uh, not, not for the first time uh, not for the first time 
for sure. I mean, I mean, let's 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 get back on more of a, a topic. But I'd say, obviously, you're sort of known for being sort of the baseball guy in UK. Really, I think there are people that sort of dabble dabble do baseball, baseball. I'd say you're someone that sort of ran with it, and obviously had the the, the pleasure of whatever it may be of, of going in with sports training cards UK, and actually doing it on whatnot platform, and really sort of propelling the baseball sport. In, in the UK, as you know, for, for cards, do you find there's it's growing the community a lot, or do you find it's it's still a slow process? Uh, how how's it been? When when you look at the baseball card community in the UK, it's so much smaller than any other sport. So I I don't look at that as being a challenge, getting more people involved in baseball breaks or transitioning into collecting baseball cards. Um, it's it's part part of the journey for me. You know, it's an experience. Um, I I think I mentioned this back in July when I was a guest on the pod. I had a few breakers advise me against breaking baseball, but I thought, you know what, it's it's an idea worth executing. It's it's worked out really well. Um, I've built up that reputation alongside a few other baseball breakers in the UK as being quite entertaining i don't know why that is especially with my dulcet northern tones and um, but it's it's it again you know it's um building those relationships you know um i i do find that it is a steady process there are more people who are becoming more invested in baseball cards that is something wonderful to see um and i've seen that on whatnot um how the hell I'm the only person breaking baseball on whatnot in the UK is beyond me. I, I would love to see me have some company, a little bit of competition, healthy competition on, on whatnot. That that is that is actually a resolution that I've got. I want to see somebody else consistently breaking baseball on whatnot in 2024. So if you are listening to this, reach out to me and we can bounce off one another. The the market is definitely there, especially when you look at how popular baseball cards are in the US. Um, you know, people who go to US shows using the national as an example, you, you, you hear people who've traveled from the UK to the national and they say primarily a lot of it is baseball cards and it's not even the best supported sport in the US. Um, yeah. I, pers- my personal thoughts on that is because of the history baseball cards has in the hobby. You know, baseball cards are effectively the originators. Um, but, yeah, it's a steady process. People are becoming more invested in what players they should collect, what prospects are up and coming. We've seen that with the most recent Bowman release, although I think um, Tom Brady is <laughs> NFL collectors. Um, I've seen, you know, several NFL card collectors getting involved in Bowman breaks and hope that a Tom Brady card gets pulled which we've had no success with it's not a cheap product either you're looking at around 520 pounds 550 for a hobby box of bowman crow sorry bowman draft so you know it's 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 not a an inexpensive product but you know um I'll, i'll continue breaking it because i love baseball as a sport i think it's massively undervalued i hear people having a bit of banter and camaraderie with me saying it's just the american answer to rounders which it is not mm-hmm. but i can laugh at that 
Um, but yes, yeah, it's going in a good direction. There are more and more people, you know, whether they've been new to the hobby or they've been, you know, massively um, involved, you know, collecting soccer, Pokemon. I think more people are starting to wake up and smell the coffee and realise that baseball is it's an exciting sport. We've seen the London series at West Ham Stadium yeah. a few occasions um, returning this summer. Um, that's having more and more people year on year attend both days. It's over a Saturday or Sunday. I personally think we're going to head out for a sellout on both days for the MLB London series. So that shows that it, there's an upward, upwards direction when it comes to not just um, baseball card collecting, but the sport in itself. Yeah, it's, it's it's good to see. I mean, obviously we see it with NFL quite a lot now. We've got, what, four games over here now. Um, obviously, basketball, just Paris mainly. But, you know, baseball's in the UK. I think the next one is obviously ice hockey to get over here. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, you know, it's, is ice hockey something you're interested in, card-wise, sport-wise? Um, not necessarily. I've got very little knowledge when it comes to ice hockey. My knowledge of it is watching Manchester Storm in the late 90s, early 90s. You know, when um, ice hockey, it was a lot more supported compared to what it is at the moment in the UK. Um, I think it is, you know, very similar to baseball. It's a very limited market, except there's less nationalities who play ice hockey professionally. Whereas when you look at baseball, um, you've got, it's so popular in Japan as well, you know, Dominican Republic, even Mexico as well. They've got a good um, national league in Mexico when it comes to baseball. Whereas with ice hockey, you know, yes, you've got the NHL, you've got um, a few other leagues around, you know, like the Eastern Bloc type countries. In the UK, you know, we've got um, ice hockey league, but you know, there's very little investment in it. But you can say the same thing, you know, when it comes to basketball in the UK as well. It is the yeah. second most played team sport in the UK. But in terms of the investment that it gets uh, professionally is very, very small, you know, which is a shame. But I do think we are scratching the surface in terms of younger people being more creative and being willing to explore playing newer sports that aren't, necessarily part of the curr curriculum in the UK when it comes to sporting schools. Again, I'll say it, wow, this is this this podcast is getting really deep, isn't it? It's getting really <laughs> deep. But yeah, in terms of baseball, um, yeah, it, it is becoming more popular. It's going to be nowhere near as popular as the likes of soccer or even the NFL when it comes to card collecting in the UK. Um, I just don't think it will reach those heights. But I have seen, you know, especially over the last two years or so, breaking baseball, there are more and more people willing to get involved and more and more people are interested about what players to invest in, what players to collect. Um, but, you know, when, when it comes to card collecting for baseball, it, it's, it's such a minefield. It's so vast and in-depth when you in prospects who might be two, three years off reaching the uh, major league. It's it's an absolute minefield. Yeah, well, let's, let's, let's touch on that. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm conscious of your time, um, but let's just touch on that because obviously I think it's what people may not know as well is 
um, the licensing issue. So even though you may get a, a Shohei Otani stained glass that is not actually licensed uh, for the jersey, so it, you know it doesn't have all the other jersey details because I think you don't have the license there. So the main products are with tops. Um, so what would you say are the top sort of products to 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 to, to buy for people so if you want to get into baseball? For me, it's got it's got to be flagship. Um, Tops Chrome baseball, it's not too expensive. So I, I compare Tops Chrome to being very similar to Panini Prism, um, no matter what the sport is. So you know we we can compare it for people who absolutely love um, soccer. You know, comparing Tops Chrome um, Champions League to Panini Prism Premier League, uh, there's there's not much difference in terms of what the product looks like. It is quite flagship um, prism as well. Um, I'm a massive fan of Topps Chrome Baseball. I think the price point is fantastic, it, even for soccer as well. Um, you know, you're not you're not paying... Well, put, put it this way, you're not eating beans and toast for the next few weeks after buying a hobby box Topps Chrome compared to if you purchased a hobby box of Panini Prism. Um, you know, it's roughly around 50% the price point for Tops Chrome compared to Prism. Um, so that's one for me. Um, I am a massive fan of Bowman, um, more so because I get excited about discovering new prospects. So prospects that, you know, even the experts don't know a great deal about, but when they've been playing in universities, for example, or minor leagues, it's quite fun to collect certain prospects. You know, they might... Um, prevail and hit the major league or the show as um, we like to call it or they might be an absolute bust so you might have invested money in a prospect that turns out to be an absolute dud um other other products as well because although panini is on license i am a massive fan of immaculate baseball um i think there is some money in it you're not going to get as much money compared to licensed products but you know for example um, in the last two months or so, um, breaking um, Panini baseball products, um, Ellie de la Cruz, um, number 25 auto, um, that was um, a RPA. Um, nice. That was Panini immaculate baseball. And even last night, you know, number to five, Masataka Yoshida RPA. Again, another Panini product, but e even those low-numbered RPAs, are carrying big money if people want to then resell them. Um, and on, just touching on Shohei Itani, I'm going to get a lot of hate. I, I don't care. I, I, I just think he's overrated. He's a fantastic player, but if that guy does not win World Series, that question is always going to be asked. Yeah, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but um, you know he, he should have won a World Series, especially when you look at some of the players who've won so a World Series. So is Mike Trout overrated then? I like Mike Trout. Do you know why I like Mike Trout? Because he what? collects his cards. Ah, so, Jesus. Shohei does. Shohei does as well. I don't not know. Seen a, yeah, not seen it. Yeah, I think he had like three of these cards made and signed. And he's like signed it one of one, two of three, one of one, one of three, two of three, and three of three. Give one to his um, interpreter as well. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. Um, he's signed for the Dodgers. You know, um, big rival of the Mets. So, yeah, the less say, said about um, Shohei, and the better, but look, look at the contracts he signed. Does that not speak volumes in terms of the popularity of baseball, or is it stupidity? Well, it's a 10 year de deal, so we're going to find out 
we'll we'll have to chat again in another ten years' time about Shahey. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think he's a Hall of Famer for sure. You know, look away won the World Series with Japan over over America though, against Trout. That was just yeah, come on. Yeah, definitely. Is it? He's an absolute parking player. Um, I still think he's overrated. If he wins the World Series and one or two more MVP awards while he's with the Dodgers, I'll come back to you and I'll put my money where my mouth is and say, yeah, I was wrong. Uh, yeah. yeah, so obviously we talked we touched a bit on products there. Is there um, sort of players that you're going to think people should look out for? Uh, you know, obviously we've talked about Shohei sort of being, saying a lot of people call him based like, a, it's like, like if in basketball terms, like, like LeBron at the moment, and he's like, is he, is he the GOAT? Is he he's in that GOAT question in Shohei at the moment? He's, he's one of the best to play it. Obviously he's like injured at the moment, but he's obviously yeah. no, no charges over his head and he's sort of seen as like a clean athlete and he's, he seems to be doing his job properly. But uh, who, who, who should people be looking out for? I would actually say Shohei Itani. I am eating my own words there, but he's always going to be he, Him signing with the Dodgers has made other people who are invested in other sports stand up and pay attention. So that's only a positive thing when it comes to baseball. In terms of other players, um, you know, it's, it's all about <coughs> the new rookie class. So this year, you know, it's... Um, projected that you know the likes of Jackson Holiday for the Baltimore Orioles is going to come through the the Orioles are going to be frightening some of their prospects and some of the players that they've already got who have solidified themselves in the roster you know the likes of um, Gunnar Henderson who won a um, rookie of the year in the National League um Adley Rushman you know the addition of Gunnar Hen- uh, sorry the, the addition of um Jackson Holiday is going to be massive um, I mean, in terms of other players to look out for this year, you know, we touched on Elliot De La Cruz, you know, back in July. He'd only just reached mm. the, um, you know, the Major League then, um, but he's never had a topped rookie card. So that's coming this year. So there will be a lot of money invested in him. There'll be a lot of eyes on him, you know, whether he can still excite people. I think he will. He's absolutely electrifying. Um, in terms of other players, um, two. Well, the number one and two um, draft picks from the 2023 MLB draft. So, uh, number one, um, I mean, one one player I'd like to see um, break through. So, I'm going to um, change this. So, I actually mentioned him back in July um, and he'd not even been drafted. He was a second draft pick. That was um, Dylan Cruz. Um, he signed with the um, Nationals. So, Washington Nationals, look out for him. I do think he's going to make the Major League. He's 22 um, I think he had a third year at um, LSU, so same university as the likes of Joel Burrow. Um, he's projected to break through. Um, another one as well, which is for the um, World Series um, champs, um, Texas Rangers, is um, a player who he made his debut, I think it was back in June, so debut season. He's already won a World Series, but he's not even had a rookie card. And that is um, Evan Carter at the Texas Rangers. So look out for him as well. Um, you know, f- fantastic few players there. Um, for me, um, will I be investing in them? Especially uh, de la Cruz. You know, he's an entertainer. He's sort of got that glamour of Ken Griffey Jr. in my view. Um, you know, he gets people on the edge of the seat. Um, 
how much money inv- I invest in him, I'm not too sure. But I'm a New York Mets fan, and there's absolutely nothing to look forward to as um, a Mets fan. You know, we are absolutely atrocious. Our off has been awful. And, um, yeah, we've, we've got we've got no rookies coming through. So the rookie class, in terms of card collecting, is going to be non-existent for the New York Mets. Jeez, and then, and, yeah, the Yankees are obviously uh, making moves as well. So I'm like, I can't be easy for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's, there's that added pressure, isn't there? Not, no matter where it's baseball, but even NFL and NBA, as soon as you are a relatively big-time player, as soon as you sign for a New York team, that is, uh, you know, you are a small fish in a big pond. All eyes are on you. And look at right. one sign for the Yankees. You know, it, it happens in the NFL. I mean, you, you tell me, like, what one player, because I'm thinking of someone, what one player signed for um, either the Jets or the Giants who was expected mm. to break out, you know, have an absolutely fantastic year and they've just fallen off. And this can include rookies as well. Okay, well, I was going to say, unfortunately, obviously, yeah, Rogers this year was a big one. Yeah. Everyone thought the Jets were making it to the playoffs, you know. Exactly, and before him, Zach Wilson. Yeah, injured after 46 seconds, man, that was crazy. The season was over after 46 seconds. It was crazy. Yeah. But it's that even Zach Wilson as well, you know, um, questionable, questionable from early on. But the amount of money that were thrown at him, you know, when it came to his rookie cards, oh, was insane, massively fallen off. But that's that's the New York effect. You sign for a New York team, everyone's going to be looking out for you. And you're going to be public enemy number one if you don't live up to mm. expectations. For sure, for sure. And is there uh, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up? I don't think so, no, just um, final notes from me, you know, it's absolutely fantastic to chat again, um, we chat on a regular basis and I always look forward to it um, but yeah, it's it's, it's mo- more of the same man, happiness feeling content during 2024 a final note from me at convention Saturday the 27th of January, the first card show in the UK for 2024 on the calendar um, we are around 30 tickets from selling out, so don't sleep, people. Don't sleep. Seriously, don't sleep. 30 seconds left. Come on, gotta be quick. Gotta be quick. Oh, yeah, but yeah, always good to chat, my friend. It is. It's been good to have you back on again, the first returning guest as well. You know, look at that. 30 yeah. episodes in. What a time to be alive. Yeah, you'll have to lock me back in the um, coal shed for the next six months and knock on. <laughs> I'm sure it will be, um, again, we'll see, we'll, uh, MCC4, I'm sure we'll do some, some more content again, it was always a good laugh last time, that uh, challenge, I actually picked Pokemon, didn't I, out of the, out of the magic magic ball, I got, I got Pokemon. Yeah, it'd be good, it'd be good fun, man, um, looking forward to the day itself, I'm really excited about attending a couple of shows in the UK this year as well, um, Scotland, Jordan, you are on my hit list, so I'm going to come running for you, mate. Watch this oh, space. Oh, Jesus. Oh, on that note, on a threat note, eh? what better way to, to end this? If you listen this far, you're the real MVPs. We appreciate you for the car show of 30. That is out. Peace.